From COK Studios in Ira Glass's Billiard Room, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider an ancient skeleton recently found in Mexico and what it tells us about early settlers to the region. We'll also consider the career of Barbara Walters in our American history series, Consider Ourselves. And we'll consider what you, what you, what you want. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from PBN and BBC Masterpiece, now showing The Inspector Gadget Mysteries, starring Sir Ian McKellen as Inspector Gadget and Kira Knightley as Penny. And Sasha Fierce Insurance, protecting the health and well-being of celebrities from the crazed attacks of other less important celebrities in elevators. For a free quote, visit singleladies.com. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. The nearly complete skeleton of a teenage girl who died some 12 to 13,000 years ago has been discovered in a cave in Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. Scientists have determined that clues in the skeleton's DNA link her to Native Americans living today. The skeleton of the girl, who was 15 or 16 years old when she died, was found in 2007 amid a group of underwater caverns known as Hoyo Negro, or Black Hole. Here to discuss this finding is our own teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds. Good to see you. Hey! So I understand that finding the skeleton in the first place was really astounding. Oh, toads. The skeleton of the girl was found in, like, some underwater chamber with the remains of some other large mammals like saber-toothed tiger and junk. Wow, that's very impressive. Right? The caves and underwater caverns are full of ancient bones. Now, Melissa, you spoke to the scientists who've been working with the skeleton and its DNA. Yeah, I did. I spoke with Dean Humboldt, who's one of the scientist guys who worked on Naya. That's the skeleton's name. Well, Melissa, it was impossible for us to safely recover the body from the cave, so our team dove to the cave and made bone measurements. Then we placed the skull on a rotating tripod and set the camera on a second tripod next to it. We snapped pictures of it, and then our team used those pictures to reconstruct a three-dimensional image of the skull. Cool. It's very cool. What can you tell us about this teenage girl? Well, just by looking at Naya's skull, we found that it doesn't look much like modern Native Americans who have narrower faces, different teeth, and a different palate. What else? The really interesting part came when we looked at some of her DNA. Scientists have found a lineage known as D1. That's found in Northeast Asia, which is also very common in Native Americans. This means that the girl is indeed descended from the first humans to cross the land bridge and not some later migration from somewhere else. What else? Well, that's pretty much it. But it's a very exciting find. I guess. You sounded a little underwhelmed there, Melissa. I was. I wanted to know more about this teenage girl. What was she like? Was she popular? Did she have a boyfriend? Did she go to the mall? You know. Sure. Were you able to find out anything like that? Well, I did find out that she was probably strong and well-nourished, which would have made her a desirable mate. So she must have been totes popular. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And the shape of her head was kind of big for that time. So she was probably really smart. I bet she was like really good in school and skipped a grade. And the older boys liked her and stuff. Okay. I also like to think that boys fought over her. And that she like wore a sensible but sexy loincloth that showed just a little bit of skin. You know, just to be flirty. I bet if Naya were alive today, we'd be like BFFs. I'm sure you would. Any idea how she died? They're not really sure, but I like to think she was in a love triangle with two really hot cave boys, and one of them killed her out of jealousy. Wow. Yeah, that or she was mauled by a saber-toothed tiger. Thanks for the report, Melissa. No prob. That was Melissa Reynolds. Now we turn to our American history series, Consider Ourselves. Our very own Marta Margolis has done a profile on a woman who is a pioneer and a role model for women in the media. Barbara Walters is a twoe broadcasting legend. She is synonymous with hard-nosed reporting and riveting interviews. And she retired this week after 53 years in television news. Babwa is a role model for women in broadcasting and the workplace in general. She began her career at CBS in 1955 as a writer on The Morning Show, but was relegated to writing pieces aimed at female viewers. But after years of working hard behind the scenes in a largely male-driven office, she became a writer of more hard-hitting material at NBC's Today Show, where she was the first Today Girl, then a reporter, and eventually the program's first female co-host. I spoke to Gretchen Grimes, who, as a local weather girl in the early 60s, took notice of Barbara Walters when she started on Today. I remember it well. Barbara was the first woman who really inspired me. She was so respectable and gave women a credibility on television that hadn't been there before. She was my first role model in broadcasting, and I look up to her throughout her career. Like Barbara, Gretchen has spent her entire life in the news business and retired in 2008 after 40 years as a reporter. But Gretchen was not the only one who looked up to Barbara Walters. There was no greater trailblazing reporter than Barbara Walters. Weta Prince has worked in radio, print, and television news for over three decades, and she credits Barbara Walters with giving her her greatest gift. Barbara and I were sort of friends in the 70s and 80s, and I just remember studying her, how she read the news and had such a refined air about her. I will never forget her classic interview with Fidel Castro. She was completely in control. She might have been reticent or even worried to do the kinds of reports she did, but she never showed any reservations to the viewers. I will always respect her gravitas in tricky situations. She told me once, try to make sure you are valued for doing strong work. Even Greg Richards, a male reporter and interviewer, recognizes the influence of Ms. Walters in his reporting style. Her interviews are so riveting and well-written. I've always held her up as this regal figure in the world of interviewing. 
even on the view, and in her waiter years, she was always ready and willing to get white to the real story. I think all reporters who want to know how to really do their jobs need to review all of her remarkable conversations she has had in her career. For many in broadcasting, including yours truly, Barbara Walters is a true heroine. She challenged the rules of society and climbed the ladder to become as respected as any of the male reporters in broadcast news. Anyone who has watched her over her lengthy career can appreciate her extraordinary track record. From everyone here at COK News, we wish Barbara a restful and rewarding retirement. That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, you can always go to our website, considerourknowledge.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook for all of our updates there. You can also follow us on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKnow. And you can subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. She was my first woe model in broadcasting. <laughs> she was my first woe model in broadcasting. Stop it. Oh, you sounded like you went Creole. You're like, before. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>